0: I'm Ann, co-host of Transparency in Teaching, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Monday evening, or it may be well into Tuesday, depending on where you're joining us in the world. As always, I appreciate all of the support. Thank you so much for all the likes, the shares, follows, the listens, the comments, the reviews. You guys have been spectacular, and we thank you so much for that because we do what we do for you. This is it. This is our goal. It's really connecting educators. And creators, one show at a time, and bringing you some amazing conversations with amazing guests. And of course, as always, today, again, amazing guests, like I I mentioned. And I I just want to give a little bit of background Oliver Tingling, I got to meet him at ISTE. He's so energetic. And then we had a couple of uh, Zoom sessions with Steve Martinez and myself. And the energy that he brings is amazing. So I am so happy and glad that today I get to welcome him here onto My Ad Tech Live. So, Oliver, how are you doing this evening?
1: Friends, friends, I am doing great. I really appreciate you inviting me on to your your show today. Um, I'm a big fan of your show, and I appreciate all the love for everybody that's on here. Y'all about to get a little glimpse into the life real quick, friends, and you're going to be really inspired at the end. So, go on, buckle up, and let's get started. There you
0: go. I told you he is bringing the energy. I definitely want to thank Amanda Macias for joining us here and uh, Dr. Tyson. All right. Dr. Tyson here who gave Oliver a big shout out right before the show started. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Tyson and Amanda and everybody else that is watching us. Please make sure you drop your comments or questions and so on. But buckle up. Like you said, you know, this is going to be a great show. So, Oliver, before we get started, you know, obviously there may be some people that are going to be watching, catching this show later on, who may not be familiar with your work Mm -hmm. yet. So if you can give us a little brief introduction and your context within the Kami space, and then we can go ahead and dive into the meat of this conversation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Hey, shout out to uh, Tanya. Yeah. Texas. Yes, indeed. So at the core, friends, I am an educator for the last 10 years now. And uh, for the last two, I've been working with a company called Kami. Um, It is a digital platform that allows you to uh, load your any type of files and documents into our platform. And then you're able to then give robust feedback and be able to connect really well and integrate with any type of LMS program. And my role there at Cami now is to be the teacher success champion former teacher out of the classroom screaming to the mountaintops about how amazing cami is
0: excellent well and screaming maybe i've never heard you scream but definitely passionate and bringing the cami <laughs> heat for sure you know you're definitely out there i definitely see you uh you know doing webinars and things of that sort and you know just the the passion that you bring but i want to know your origin story and as you know Anybody that's a guest on my EdTech life, I really, I liken them to a superhero. And as you know, every superhero has an origin story. So I know you told us a little bit about kind of your background, but I want to dive in a little bit deeper. And, you know, I always love to start off with the question is or the question of did Oliver always want to go into education or was education something that came in a little bit later? So tell us a little bit about that my friend.
1: I believe education was something that was always a part of me but I think I needed to have a lot of like moments in my life um that I've experienced that said this is where you really need to be. Um I'm just a guy from the Bronx, New York. All right, shout out to the BX out there. And you know, I had an opportunity to go to Franklin and Marshall College in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um and thereafter that I got into working uh, at Apple for four years. I was uh, a sales rep there at Apple, um, and after a year, a year doing the sales thing and just really connecting really well. And that was the thing that I've always had. I just was able to connect very well with with folks at any point. Like the vibes were always great. Um, but now adding in like something that I'm usually passionate about, uh, I'm I'm just like, hey guys, did you know that you can do this? Did you know that you can do that? Like you should try and do this, um and it turned into me doing training for Apple, uh, where I was then uh, working on uh, a different variety of ages, on uh learning about all the different ways how to use Apple and also their devices as well. Um, I then got into some leadership at Apple, where I then was training a team of folks on how the visuals should look for the store, and I was responsible for the iPad 2 and the iPhone 4S when that came out. Um, and I was the guy that uh, also uh, opened up two stores and I trained people. So, you know, I the where, where the inspiration came from is one of the customers at the end went and looked at me and he said, you know what, Oliver, you would make a really great teacher like and that was the spark right there. I'm like, really? Like, I never thought that would have been the case right there. But yeah, I. Decided thereafter, like maybe a year or so after, um, to leave Apple, take a salary cut, and really uh, go into the world of education and inspiring young people um, that looked like me. And (laughs) I I took a major pay cut uh, going into different organizations. Um, I worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters for a little bit. Um, I was also partnered up with the Pennsylvania Intermediate Units. So I was in the education field. I'm oh, sorry, special education field. So I got to see that different spectrum of kids and um seeing the different ways of how they learned as well. Um and I was also involved in a nonprofit organization that started off as a college club at Franklin and Marshall called Impact, which stands for Intelligent Men Purposely Accomplishing College Together. And along with Dr. Tyson and others, my college friends. You know, we were great mentors and uh, to, to the young kids, and making sure that they had a good path towards their educational goals. Fast forward on top of that, here, friends. Then I really said, "Okay, it's time for me to get into the classroom," and I wanted to make an impact. Quite literally. um, with people that look like me. So my wife and I uprooted from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we went to Philadelphia to start a whole new journey here into, into the role of education and getting into the classroom. Um, I had no prior background of uh, education, no degrees or anything. I just got my first master's in business because um, I thought for sure I was staying in Apple. <laughs> and, uh, thereafter, I was able to go ahead and do substitute teaching all throughout Philadelphia, the good schools, the bad schools, quote, unquote, um, all through the K-12 spectrum. Starting off with them.
0: Wow. You know, Oliver, with everything that you said here, you've hit on so many things that definitely resonate with me. As you know, like me, I'm definitely coming in from business into education. So a lot of the experiences that you uh, described you know, are very near and dear to me also as well, you know. But I love, though, the fact that you have so many different perspectives because you've had so much experience where I myself, you know, I just went for business into this one school district and that's where I've been. And but, you know, teaching from high school to elementary. But the fact that you've gone through several programs like you mentioned, you mentioned the uh, special education and then like you said, you know, the, the quote unquote, good schools, bad schools, you've seen it all. So yes. I want to just kind of back up a little bit. And I always love to ask this question to the guests that I have on that come in kind of from a business background. I want to ask you, what do you think were the best skills from the business world that made your transition possibly a little bit easier into the classroom?
1: Yeah, I I have a concentration in marketing in regards to my MBA, my first master's, right? See, I knew that we was bothered in some kind of way. I knew that we had that that connection there. Um, so this is my loud voice here, by the way, guys. This is my excited voice. Uh, but yeah, I, I got into marketing and I wanted to know how, you know, psychologically to connect with people. Um, be able to talk to somebody about something and, and be genuine and really cater to, to folks' needs. But of course, you know, I still had the end goal in mind to, you know, sell something or present something. But I think what for me is just like having that passion, um, figuring out like how to be able to, 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 to have that balance, you know, showing that passion and really trying to help out others. My marketing background on the business side, you know, really helped me to figure that out. I I didn't want to, I would turn down people, you know, who are looking to spend thousands of dollars at the Apple store on stuff that they absolutely didn't need. It wasn't going to cater to their needs. And, you know, for me, like hearing their story and hearing where they come from, you know, I was able to better cater to their needs and say, hey, maybe you want this. Maybe these are the things that I think that you would want to have. And just listening, you know, shutting up for a second and just actually listening was like really helpful for me.
0: Man, you know, and like you said, marketing is my specialization. I actually, I have a bachelor's in business and then I went into education and very much like you, I found those skills to be easily transferable where it was more mm-hmm. of that customer service, that personalize, or actually the salesmanship of it, because now I had 30 customers that I had to sell algebra to because I was the first, uh, you know, uh, content area that I taught. And I mm-hmm. had 30 customers, but not everybody bought algebra the same way. So mm-hmm. I had to get to know them, you know, build that relationship, that rapport, and of course sell it to them in the way that they understand. So I think that those skills are are very important. And and again, if they resonate within the the marketing field and the sales field, I mean, even in the in the classroom, that, that is so important because it's so- it, we need to make those connections and we need to really know our students to see. How we can best approach them, and how we can best, uh, you know, create a learning experience that is catered to them and to the whole classes as well. So that's really very exciting. So, like, you're absolutely right. I knew that there was a connection there because, you know, it's like, hey, we're we're on the same wavelength here, my friend. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, so. So tell me then about your very first experience. I know you you said you you saw it all. You had a wide spectrum, but mm-hmm. I just want to get your story of that first day walking into
1: a classroom. What mm-hmm. was that like for Oliver Tingley? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so I'm of Jamaican descent. Shout out to you, all all my Caribbean people out there. And my mom has uh, come from comes from a you know very uh, tough background, and you know it's a lot of tough love and a lot of push for education. You have to do your mats. You have to do your books, them, you know. Um, and I really appreciate her for all of that inspiration. And I tried to go in to the classroom with all that energy, all that, you know, uh, crazy, just go hard mentality. And kids were just like, uh, sir, uh, you need to calm this down here. You know, you got too much energy going on. And it was, it was a tough experience for me to start off. And um, a good friend of mine here, Kaya, is on this call as well, too. There was a time where I was telling him, my best friend, my best man at my wedding, and I told him, you know, how's this experience going? How's, he's asking me how's this all going. And I'm like, man, I am on the verge of not doing this anymore. I don't think I, I'm built for this. Getting these lesson plans together and, and doing all of that rigmarole, that, that really good t-shirt things that I didn't understand that needed to be done. And he's also an educator as well. And he gave me um, some really good inspiration. And he just said, look, man, why don't you just finish? Just finish what you started and see how you get at the end. And I'll never forget that because I'm still talking about it now. After 10 years time, you know, I finished the year off and I felt empowered. You know, the, the kids at the end, even though they gave me such a hard time, they were like, you know, I was the new guy that came in. Uh, replacing a math teacher that was like, they love this guy. You know, when I first got my full-time job after substitute teaching, I replaced this guy and the kids didn't give me any good vibes. But at the end of the year, after sticking it out with them, I didn't give up on them. They were just like, Mr. T, like, we really appreciate you. They They said all the good things, you know, just much like anybody in education. Like, we go through all that hard stuff, but then we see the end result graduation we see like the new job they're getting the new thing that they're doing in their world and they're like okay i can do this education thing a little bit more right there <laughs> that and is- that's what and that's what eventually led me to uh getting my big boy job i would want to call it um working from a charter school um eventually working at a, a an accelerated school where students were under were age and undercredited um to finally going to an independent school in Burlington, New Jersey, where I got my own classroom now Um i'm I'm labeled as an expert math teacher you know i'm I'm teaching all these different subjects, and i'm I have a better pl- I had a better platform to be uh an inspiration to young kids
0: that is wonderful, you know, and you know it it really is honestly it's tough that first year because I mean it's like yikes, you know this is all new and very much like you. It was all new to me. And sometimes you think like, man, that imposter syndrome hits and you're like, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, is is this really me? Is this really what I'm doing? But luckily in my situation, too, I did have some great mentor teachers around me and, you know, neighboring teachers that they're like willing to help. And they're just always just watching out for me. And so I was very lucky to have that. And after that, it was you just kind of get get in the zone. You have your own way of doing things. And the students appreciate it and you continue learning and then you learn from your students and Mm -hmm. it it just goes by so fast. Like now I'm in my seventh starting my 17th year in education now. And you know, it's it's amazing. It is amazing. And you know, it is definitely has it has been a worthwhile experience and it's still a learning experience for many of us, and that's what keeps it fresh, and that's what I love the most. So let's talk then now your classroom. You're seen as an expert teacher, you're teaching Mm -hmm. math, you're teaching multiple subjects. So then tell me a little bit how, well, obviously, I mean, with your experience with Apple, you already Mm -hmm. had some of that tech background, you know, coming in. So now tell us a little bit more about how you started implementing some tech into the classroom through your practice as well.
1: Yeah. So for me, when I finally got the big boy job, this was in 2019. uh, So the 2019-2020 school year, I'm sorry if it triggers anybody when I say that particular school year, but that's when the pandemic started. (laughs) Um, So uh, we had to, you know, go to remote learning and we had to figure out ways because I was just traditionally using the whiteboard to have kids go up to the board and show me how they would solve the problem. Show me all your work. Show me the the journey of how you solve this problem, and now we're all at home now and trying to figure out how in the world am I going to teach math and get my students to still feel like they're drawing on uh, on a digital platform. So I asked my colleagues, "Hey, what what type of platforms do you guys use? I know there are a bunch that are out there, um, not really developed as of yet." And they told me, "Hey, you know, there's this app called Cami. Like, there's this thing where you just." have this digital whiteboard and you can do exactly what you're thinking about doing project uh, sharing my screen and sharing a link and we're all able to go ahead and uh utilize that cammy so i used it it was so good and uh during that during that full like that like the rest of that 2019 2020 school year that's all i used primarily i was able to upload any of my documents that i made digital anything i grabbed from online And my kids were all into it. I was, they were just doing all their work. They found their ways to get some styli and writing on the doc. Like we were all collaborating together. We were all leaving comments on the, on the document together, you know, really just, you know, still feeling like we were in a classroom, even though we were all far, far apart. So that, I think that to me was, was great inspiration. And even when we came back to the classroom, the very next school year for 2020, 2021, uh, you know, I continued using Cami. I continue to tell other people about how Cammy's is going to be a great game changer and a great time saver in regards to how you graze your work, how you leave feedback for students and really, you know, on an accessibility piece, really get people to be all in on the document and learning together, truly.
0: Excellent. And, you know, that's one thing that I love that you mentioned, you know, The tool itself, finding a way to still make those connections. And we all Mm -hmm. know that that was a a tough time. It really was. And obviously the connections portion of it was very difficult for a lot of educators. And But the fact that there are other platforms or platforms actually like Kami that can still keep you connected and still keep Mm -hmm. the students engaged. That is very important. So tell me a little bit that, I guess, going with that experience, I kind of want to yeah. follow up there Absolutely. as far as how do you believe for yourself as an educator teaching during pandemic and using Cami, how was that transformative to your practice and how do you think that having that experience with Kami and maybe other edtech or just with ed tech as a whole, how... Right. Do you see that as being transformative now, still within our classrooms, even with now being back in brick uh, brick and mortar? Right.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, if you're all familiar with the SAMR model, you know, just going ahead and putting a digital document on a platform, it's just not enough. It just doesn't do the job. It doesn't help change the game of how how the student thinks and how they want to move forward with, you know, their total learning. You know, I've done things like digital math gallery walks when we still had to be six feet apart and, you know, really be, you know, social distancing and things like that. And instead of using the traditional 3M tape, uh, 3M like large pieces of paper, you know, we're able to utilize a tool called split and merge within Kami and and put everybody's works together all at the same time, share a digital link, and then uh, be able to, you know, have all the students leave all their feedback on there. And, 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 and give all their feedback to, to others. But then the best part about it was that that document is still a living digital document. That document, they're able to still get access to it on their own time, when they're not around the class, when they don't have to feel embarrassed because they maybe didn't know what they didn't know. All right, because I that was the same way like how I was when I was in school. I didn't want to be the first person to raise my hand. I didn't want to come off sounding silly or crazy or anything like that. Like I wanted to have full confidence in what I was doing. And sometimes I just, you know, want to take a step back. So it was nice to see how transformative it was for my students and how much more they've learned as a result of us using this type of platform like this
0: Perfect. to be able
1: to put videos on a Cami document, to be able to put that my own voice, my own, you know, like just seeing my face doing the things with my hands. Like, they love seeing that stuff. And, yeah, like, the the learning, like, just really changed changed it up for me. And then from there, I wanted to learn more about how I can, first off, become a better educator. Um, And then I'm also utilizing these ed tech tools as well. So I went back to school (laughs) and got a second master's degree from Drexel University in mathematics teaching and learning. Um, and then with that, I was able to utilize some tech tools um, along the way to help me learn. But Cami was definitely like the number one thing. Um, and it's funny that I'm teaching. I was teaching math because I math was my jam in high school. But I never thought that um, I would be out here actually teaching math and like people are actually listening to what I'm saying because I wasn't necessarily an expert. But now I am. Like so, you know, I'm just really excited and, and thankful for the community. Um, that's been out there. Uh, getting Kami level one certified was my next step of getting in tune with the rest of the uh, learning communities and then eventually becoming a brand ambassador. So I became a Kami hero. So then it put me into that position of doing professional developments within my school and letting other people know about how Cami works.
0: Nice. And we'll definitely get into that in just a second, because again, myself, I've done the level one, the level two, Kami Hero, like Mm -hmm. way back when. And it's just Mm -hmm. like I said, I started using it in 2017 with my students. I mean, it was like right actually, it was yeah, about seven years ago before I got into this position and early adopter. Early. And I mean, I'm talking about where (laughs) you had, you know, you can call. I was getting calls when I needed customer service, like from Mm -hmm. Australia, and they were helping right away. And I think some of those calls were actually like either I actually I don't remember, but it might have been at least Henji at one time or another, probably that I got to speak with him way back in the day and giving (laughs) me that level of customer service. And that's why for myself, that's really meant a lot. And Mm -hmm. as far as making those connections, but not only that, but the way that Kami has grown. But going back to a little bit about what you're talking about as far as the classroom experience. I wanted to ask you a little bit because you talked a little bit about getting your second mm-hmm. master's and then, of course, you're learning a little bit more uh, platforms that are out there. But you said the Kami is it. Kami is the one. So I want to ask you, like, what is it or what qualities does Kami have that really make it stand out for you to truly, truly enhance that deeper learning and those, mm-hmm. that, those critical thinking skills for students?
1: Absolutely. So for me, because I, I worked um, in an accelerated school, um, IEPs like crazy, everybody had different um, needs and wants. Um, and also working uh, in, in, in the special education programs that I did through the Pennsylvania intermediate units, really getting a chance to know these students and know how different that they do truly learn, but not that much different, but it's just you know, it's it, it, to, to, to others, it may just, you know, they, they don't want to go through the extra mile of making sure that this kid, this person, this student is all taken care of um, in regards to how they're learning. Especially when you have a large group, uh, if you're, you know, if in a large class and any of those types of things, uh, I was able to utilize Kami and really, um, there was a word that I was looking to, to leverage, boom. I was able to leverage Kami um, in a way that I couldn't use any other platform. So for example, um, again, being able to leave my voice on the Kami doc, being able to have my students explain to me how they solve the problem as opposed to writing uh, the problem out on the document as a way to give student choice. Those are also like my jams right there. On an ESL side of things, being able to change the tools, the way how the tools look for my students. You know, being able to, like, have them see everything going on in their native language and, you know, still being able to join in and and do all the work necessary. Uh, Read aloud. I mean, just off the pandemic alone, I had had students that were in China, um, and I wanted to, and I was teaching statistics at the time, crazy, and (laughs) I had them turn the... Textbook that we all had. I scanned copies of the textbook, made tons of copies of the chapters, and then turned it into a glorified audio book. And they were able to read the document using the read aloud tool. So those are some of up. The, oh, there goes my daughter right there. Um, Say <laughs> hey. All right. So yeah, being able to utilize those tools. Back up. Back up. Back up. Okay. Hey. I'm on. A, I'm on the call. <laughs> yeah. My five year old. Yep. <laughs> um also you know my daughter has a delay in her speech um and you know she to 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 me you know I think about other you know students that may have similar things like that and and Cammy being a great proponent to you know allow for students to use all different types of tools to still be inclusive in the classroom is is uh is definitely something that I am passionate about and I want others to know about as well and get inspired to do your teachings a little bit differently. Get out of the box that you're in. You know, get out of that comfort zone. You know, forget about that pen and paper, friends. Like, we, 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 we off that. We're, you know, we're not going to worry about those things anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know,
0: one of the things that I love is uh, you mentioned so many ways that Cami can help every single student. And what I love is that if, like, we talked about fostering deeper con- connections, especially During pandemic and even still now, not in pandemic, but even with the classroom, with collaborative uh, or collaborating activities and, you know, engineering these great learning experiences where students can collaborate. They may not even have to be or be in the same class, maybe at different Mm -hmm. uh, periods, but you still get that collaboration piece and they're able to work together. And that's really those skills that are soft skills that are really needed now within the workforce but also that it ensures that every student regarding of their learning style feels mm-hmm. included and they feel yeah. engaged. And that is one of the things that I absolutely love about Cami. And oftentimes I feel like, you know, teachers are, are just scratching the surface. But when you really dive in deep and you mentioned, you know, just slightly adjusting our practice and yes. diving in a little bit deeper into the tools, And actually, I like to call it instruments because it's like when you learn an instrument, it's going to be a little hard at first. You you know, like, for example, guitar, you get a little bit of calluses, a little pain points here and there as you're getting Mm -hmm. familiar. Then you start learning the chords and then all of a sudden you're playing beautiful melodies with Mm -hmm. this instrument. And you mentioned the voice tool. That's one of my favorite tools where you're able to leave voice comments. Or just leave instructions in, you know, for my uh, emergent bilingual students be able to leave instructions in Spanish, but then they can go ahead and see what it says in English. So you, they're doing language development. They don't feel left out. They still feel included. They feel engaged. And it, it's all because of the power of the tech. And to me, that just really amazes me how deep we can go. And like you mm-hmm. mentioned, the videos, mm-hmm. feedback is so important. One of the things that we talked about in one of my courses, we talked about how as teachers, we sometimes because of all the work that we're doing, we may not give feedback immediately. But if we are able to have a tool that already has that built in, whether it's through the audio or, you know, leaving a voice comment or through the video and give effective and actionable feedback in a couple of sentences, That really means a lot to the student where they're like, oh, my teacher actually cared and read this or saw this. And they're giving me feedback as opposed to here is your essay or here is your test. They get an 80 on it or a 70. There's no explanation. And Uh, how do I get here? Yeah, it goes into the abyss of their backpack to never be seen again. And they don't know what they did wrong. And I think that that is something that is so important that as teachers, we have these beautiful learning artifacts where we can even measure growth from the beginning of the year to the uh-huh. end of the year. When we go to our 504 IEP meetings, you have a learning artifact that you can share with the committee and say, hey, exactly. look at where they started at, look at where they're at now and and see and, and <laughs> see the growth and make it visual yes. for them to be able to see because oftentimes it's. Well, teacher shows up with a stack of you know sixties on tests. Well, what can the student do better? Study for their test Well, okay Specifically, all right. <laughs> well it's multiplication well, okay, but so what are they missing like what and Cammy, you know tool this beautiful tool allows I, for myself, it's visually see the thought process of a student if that makes sense, and mm-hmm. that that's huge for us as teachers because then we can fix any little misconceptions that may be because of our instruction where we mess up a little bit and you're like, Oh, sorry about that. Maybe you, I said it the wrong way or so on. And then you can fix that or Mm -hmm. also address that small group that just needs that additional support while the rest of the Mm -hmm. class is still doing their thing. You can address that small group and try to keep everybody level. And that's one of the things that I love so much, Oliver,
1: like, this is amazing. Yes, it keeps everybody at the human level, too, because, I mean, I think about my own educational experience and looking at my teachers or educators. And even though some of them were really inspirational and great, I don't think there was like this hierarchy still of like, OK, you're you're that person. But like my kids even were inspired to say, hey, Mr. T, like, did you know that Cami can do this? Like, do you know that you can do that? And giving me all of those different ideas and sparking some different things out of them. It, it allowed me to change my own instruction for the, for the better. So it was like a two-way streak, and they, and they felt empowered by that. So, you know, I, I just give that advice to all the teachers that are still in that comfort zone is, you know, I understand that there's not a lot of time to, 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 to learn this stuff, but that's why you have an Oliver Tingling right here. That's why you have somebody like me that can tell you the ways and spark up those same type of ideas, and you can just go ahead and run with those things as you need as well.
0: Awesome. Well, Oliver, like because I know we're getting a little bit closer, but now I want to know that success story. Okay, obviously you were in the classroom. You're, you know, bringing Cami to the masses there in your school district and doing probably trainings there within your district as well. So I want to know, you know, how did that magical moment occur when Cami reaches out to Oliver Tingling and says, hey, we see you. (laughs) We, we see, see you. you we, right. we got something here for you. So, tell us Hi. a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. So, I I did some similar work like you did. I, I went ahead and got level one Cami level one certified. I did Cami level two certified. Um, and then there was a program called Cami Heroes in which I applied for, uh, and they accepted me as a Cami hero brand ambassador, doing all these sessions PDs for um within my within my school. Uh, then I just continued to talk through Facebook and some of the other channels about the you know my passion for Cami, and they personally reached out to me. Um, they used to have a semi semiannual uh, conference called Cami Connect, um, where uh, folks like Steve and myself we were actually a part of the last Cami uh, Connect. Um, that's where I actually got to meet the great Steve Martinez. And we, they all basically had different teacher perspectives and just talking about different ways how we can use Cami. So I presented uh, and I got a great review off of that. And then they asked me to go ahead and do another Cami Connect, which was the last one. And I gladly did that. And they saw the energy. They saw all of the, you know, what I had to bring to the table. And eventually, around December of 2021, they asked me to be a part of the team. There was a position open to be a business development representative, and um, you know, not only I'd be sales adjacent, but I'll also get a chance to work closely with you know everything all Cami. But then now, get getting a chance to reach a lot more people than the folks that were in just that Burlington, New Jersey. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area where, where I was, where I reside, I had an opportunity to reach more, get out of that box. And, um, also we were expecting my first, my, sorry, my second child, uh, my, my one year old, and, uh, it was just too much for me to go back and forth driving 33 miles back and forth. Um, and then having a child here at the same time. So working remote was also, uh, it was also, uh, another great inspiration there. To help me make that decision to then go ahead and work out for Cami, And now I've been here working with the company for about a year and a half now. I've gone on multiple conferences all across the world. I've had a chance to go to New Zealand and visit the Cami headquarters. Get a chance to meet the engineers. Pass on feedback from my fellow educators onto them. And then being able to see right there how everything is all made. How they make the change. How they cater to educators' needs was completely eye-opening to me and has just been you know, building more and more of that love for Cami that I have more than ever. I get a chance to now do professional developments for not only the Northeast, but I'm doing it for the country and soon the world now because I'm going to a conference in Canada where we are going to be targeting uh, a lot of educators out there in Canada. Shout out to anybody in Canada out there, you know what I mean? I'm out there. there We're going you go.
0: international, baby. There you go. That's what it's all about. And honestly, you know, with your energy, your knowledge, your perspective—I mean, really—it just it seems like a perfect fit. And everybody that I have seen work for Cami, whether it's you know teacher success or business development, like yourself, and all the positions, everybody is like on the same wavelength. They—they mm-hmm. they just want to help educators, honestly, yep. wholeheartedly and genuinely and seeing the, their social media. I mean, Cammy has an amazing social media also. Yep. And so seeing all of you in New Zealand and just having the time of your life, but also making sure that everybody's on the same page and yes. uh, has the same vision and mission is something that's wonderful and you can totally feel that. And I I had the honor of being invited there to ISTE when we had the the Kami Heroes celebration or party and just meeting everybody there. I mean, just genuine hearted individuals, lovers of education and wanting to help teachers really bring their best or bring the best out of the teachers through these tools. And so, man, I love it. So I'm so glad that you're there and I'm so glad that we were able to connect here on the show too as well and I'm glad that you're having some great success that now you're taking Absolutely. your passion and the Cami vision out worldwide now my friend the so that's The world
1: baby the world
0: that's right that's right so we been... had to. Re-
1: my wife sorry my wife had to remind me too that she's on the call as well that like yes uh, you know Cammy is a great company because they are very understanding I you know did not put my son In daycare, and my son King would be with me on a ton of my professional development calls, Um, and they and my company was totally cool with that. Where I feel like in other places in education, that wasn't going to be a good avenue for me. So, you know, being able to hone in on my family piece, but then still being able to uh, hone in on my passion is a great reason why I'm still here right now, working with Cam. I love every bit of it
0: and thank you Steve Steve here for sure it says Cammy has an energy for sure absolutely and uh i did tell uh Sophie too as well and i think i mentioned it to Steve and um everybody i said you know what my goal is to get everybody from Cami on the show <laughs> so i'm getting one, i'm getting one person closer with having you on the show my friend so we definitely right. have to get some more people on the show um so Again, Oliver, thank you so much for just coming on and just sharing your passion, Mm -hmm. your heart with us, your experience, and just telling us all about the Kami Awesome Saws, which I agree with you 100%. And again, one of the things that we did talk about that I'll I'll mention briefly pre-chat is that, I mean, we need to look even beyond just K-12, but Kami is great for higher ed. I use it on the daily, every semester. It is my go-to tool for my research and everything. So it, it's not just Cami for K-12. They These oh. tools or this tool is at all levels and really in anything because it has mm-hmm. so much to offer. So definitely make sure that you check Kami out for sure. All right, Oliver. Well, we are wrapping up and we are coming to the last, last section of our show here, which are the last three questions that we ask all our guests here. And this segment is sponsored by Alongside Care. So Alongside Care is definitely offering mental health support and personalized uh, mental health support for every student, I should say, without adding any additional burdens to teachers and counselors. So please make sure that you check out Alongside.care, Alongside.care, and you can check out what they have available for your students. All right. So, Oliver, are you ready for our last three questions? Let's do it. Here we (laughs) go. Question number one, Oliver. We know that if you're familiar with Superman, we know that Superman's weakness was kryptonite. That kind of just crippled him a bit, just kind of made him kind of cringe a little bit Mm -hmm. here. So my question to you, Oliver, is in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu-kryptonite?
1: Yeah, I had to think about this uh, a lot. So I'm glad that I got these questions prior to. But I think that, you know, it's a gift and the curse, right? So with technology, with ed tech, there's always something that's ever so changing all the time. When you feel like you have this one way of doing things and you're teaching people to the masses of how it goes, then there's this other thing that gets rolled out. may maybe better. And now we have to go through the whole process of telling everybody and and screaming to the mountaintops again hey try this way try this other way and you know not being able to reach uh all those people at the same time when those changes happen you know feels like a weakness for me you know it feels like something that you know i can't do anything about but it's a good thing though that there are changes that means that people are thinking and they're thinking about other uh, and they're thinking differently about other things that can be really beneficial for the greater good. So that's what I would consider as uh, a weakness. You know, it's it's exhausting, but, you know, we always make it work and we always prevail by the end of the day, just like how we all do in the world of education. We just, yes, just roll with it.
0: Yes, sir. You just roll with that. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's what I say.
1: Theory, all right, here we, we go.
0: Can. Question number two is, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
1: The billboard would say Oliver R. Tingling is an inspiration to your life. Get you an Oliver R. Tingling today. Oh, I love
0: that. Well, I, I, if I get an Oliver Tingling, I tell you, I'm going to be I'm going to be hyped all day long. Definitely no loss of energy there. That's for sure. You'll <laughs>
1: need no coffee whatsoever. You know, I, I found like my purpose on life, you know, at later uh, earlier in my life that I'm here to inspire folks. You know, my role here on this earth is to be an inspiration to others in any way that I can. Everybody has their thing, but I just want to be inspirational to others. And that's where the passion comes out because they can see that genuineness and roll with and do other things that are beyond what I even thought about.
0: I love it, Oliver. And you can definitely see that. And it really comes out. And yes, I I agree with you 100%. You know, you are here to just bring that energy and bring that joy and definitely that inspiration, my friend. I can definitely see it. All right, Oliver, last question is if you can turn one of your hobbies or favorite activities outside of work into a full-time
1: profession, what would it be? Oh wow! So yeah, to, to add that extra part of adding, making it a full-time profession, um, it this this answer big makes more sense too. Now, um, I am the commissioner of my fantasy football league, the Slime Time League. Uh, shout out to a lot of my members on this call right now on here, some Slime Time League champions. Um, but we're going into our thirteenth year. I'm the commissioner of the league. I started it up back in 2010. We have a whole trophy and and presentation and videographers. Uh, doing the things, and you know, every year we're looking to get better and better with it because I want to make, uh, I want to make it a great experience for those that it's a paid league. We're paying, I ain't gonna tell you how much we're paying. It's a lot of money, uh, but yeah, like really turning it into something even beyond just having a fantasy football league. You know, thinking about getting into the community and doing like backpack drives. Eventually, you know, having a social media out of that thing. Um, Because a lot of the people that are on that Slime Time League um, are entrepreneurs, business people, uh, people that are also in education as well. Um, But this is just like our little pastime. But that would be the thing that I would turn for sure into a full time job because it kind of already is now (laughs) after 13 years and dealing with all these different personalities. So shout out to you all. Shout out to Dr. Tyson, our newest champion as well. Nice.
0: There we go. Well, that's great. I love it. And definitely
1: I love that vision, Oliver. And honestly,
0: I can really see you doing that in the near future. And and I'm talking about near future because you definitely have that energy. And I know that everybody there in your league too is definitely somebody that is willing to give back to the community. So that would definitely be very exciting for sure. Well, Oliver, Absolutely. my friend, it has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. I am so glad that I had the opportunity to meet you in person, live in the flesh there in Philadelphia. And it's been an honor and a pleasure to get to meet you through Steve also as well. And just getting to meet a lot of the Cammy Cammy family, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. So thank you so much for being part of this show and being part of my learning journey as well as we continue to bring shows to people and bring amazing, energetic, inspirational conversations so thank you so much for being here this evening. I appreciate you. But before we wrap up, I want to please uh, share with our audience uh, if our audience has some questions or maybe they want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to connect with you?
1: Um, you can definitely connect with me via uh, Twitter or they call, we're calling it X now, Elon, uh, at Tingling Oliver. Um, and then you can also connect with me on Instagram. I have a tutoring business that I started off two years ago, Sharks Online School. SOS, we're here to save you, you know? Uh, so you can always hit me up on uh, at Sharks Online School um, over there as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to have met you as well, Fonz, and, you know, working on different projects as well. I'm a fan of you. I hope that, you know, with the merch that you have, I know I've seen Steve with his hat and his <laughs> shirt. I hope that you get it, you know, considered some dad visors, you know what I mean? With the, my EdTech life on there. I will get like five to ten of those because I'm a visor guy. So there you go. <laughs> hey, well, I'm going to look out for that
0: now. And big shout out to Steve. Definitely want to give him a shout out. I think he's got two versions of the cap. And I I'm, I was so thankful when I saw I was like, oh, my gosh, that cap made it all the way to New Zealand. And I don't know who it was that I ran into. And they're like, oh, he never takes that off. And I was like, oh, no. Steve, Steve is my boy. So thank you so much, Steve. For all of that support too as well so thank you oliver again i really appreciate you my friend and hopefully this won't be the last time we collaborate and we continue to meet up and really just share that energy with the world because i i definitely Feed off of it. And we definitely have a great vibe. So looking forward to any future projects. And before we go and wrap up, hey, Summerford Stars is here. Hey, hey, bitch, hey days, age, Melissa. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got Steve here, too, as well. And thank you, everybody in the chat. We had Coach Bellamy. We had Dr. Tyson. Uh, we had uh Brianna it's Scott. Thank Bellamy, you so yes. much, Tanya. Thank you so much. We had Kia also, who was joining us. Did I pronounce it right? Kia or Kaya? Kaya. 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 Kaya we had Kaya my apologies Kaya so but thank you so much for all of your support and coming in to just cheer on Oliver and again we definitely felt your energy here as well so thank you so much and for all our audience members that are going to be catching this on the replay please make sure that you visit our website at myedtech.life myedtech.life where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 200 and eighteen amazing and wonderful episodes with wonderful educators and creators, oh, education practitioners, founders. We have it all. And make sure you check out those episodes, pick out pick up some little knowledge nuggets that you can sprinkle onto what you are already doing great. And if you would love to contribute to our mission, please stop by our merch store there in our uh, website too as well. And all of that goes back into our show so we can continue to bring you energetic, wonderful conversations and guests that are just doing some wonderful things that we can all learn from. So thank you, as always, from the bottom of my heart for all of your support. Don't forget, like, share and follow and make sure that you give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. All of that helps us tremendously so thank you so much and my friends as always until next time don't forget stay techy